0: everyone, thank you for tuning in. In today's episode, I want to talk about two of the most common scams in Japan. Since the number of scams reported is on the rise, I thought now would be a good time to cover the subject. Everybody is familiar with scams. If you have access to the internet, you have most likely received an email from a Nigerian royalty claiming to be in trouble and wanting you to hold on to his money. I've also received emails from wealthy billionaires who have no successors or offsprings to pass their wealth to. So they decided to pick a random stranger on the internet. Hey, we've got no kids, do you want our 56 million dollars? Just give us your bank details and it's all yours. Says no one ever. Fast forward to Japan, I have yet to receive any email from members of the Imperial family claiming that they need someone to keep their millions of yen worth of treasure. Sometimes, I do wonder what would happen if you reply to those weird emails. It could be fun, or it could be dangerous. In Tokyo alone, even though the number of fraud cases have decreased, the amount of damage has actually increased. Last year, the total damage amounted to 6.7 billion yen, and that's only in Tokyo. There are two popular scams that I find especially interesting. Recently, in 2022 to be more exact, a 65-year-old Japanese woman fell for a scam. She fell head-to-toe into the arms of a self-proclaimed Russian cosmonaut. Yes, you heard that right, cosmonaut. Apparently, it's what Japanese calls romansu sagi, or romance scams. Scammers may create fake profiles on dating websites or social media, pretending to be someone they're not to establish a romantic relationship. They may then ask for money under the guise of an emergency, promising to pay it back later but never doing so, obviously. So basically like a gold-digging catfish. The victim lives in the Shiga prefecture and she got connected to the scammer on a social media website before they started chatting online messaging app, which is a Korean-based instant messaging app that is super famous in Japan. The scammer, as police reported, professed his love for the woman and even proposed marriage multiple times. In one message, he said that saying I love you 1000 times would not be enough. But I will keep telling you how much I love you. What a phony. Although, I feel this way about my dogs. They're the only ones I would profess my love to. If somebody wants to scam me, they'll just have to dangle a puppy in front of me. Anyway, back to Sir Cosmo Naughty Naughty. Like a typical knight in a shining spacesuit, he claimed that he needed money for his spaceship to take him back to Earth. He really should have contacted NASA first for that. Sending someone to space on a one-way ticket sounds like they want you to get lost. Literally. Remember, the right phrase is to the moon and back. And back. Well, anyway, back to the story. Eventually, the woman believed him and sent him a total of 4.4 million yen. To be fair, he used the image of an actual Russian cosmonaut and dropped big names like JAXA and NESA. Still, if a Russian astronaut started chatting with me online day and night, I'll be a little concerned. Dude, you're in space, don't you have like, you know, space to study? I'd be disappointed if I learned that astronauts were writing love poems up in space and still had enough time to hit on strangers on Instagram. From around 2018, cases of international romance fraud began to be reported in Japan. And since then, the number of victims has increased significantly. I myself have received several direct messages on my Instagram. Most of the scammers have been Chinese or have Chinese names and right off the bat they would say Oh you're so beautiful, I want to go to Japan someday, I love your dog, what's his name? Yeah, luckily I'm too much of a loner and socially awkward to care about human companionship. Moreover, about a random Chinese guy whose Instagram consists of sports car, nice food, and random scenery taken god knows where, we have nothing in common. I've lived long enough to know I don't attract these types of people. I mostly attract psychos and nutcases looking for a mother substitute. Of course, romance scammers don't only target women, men can fall for it too. There are signs that can help you identify whether the tall, handsome stranger is offering you Disney fairy tale or dog shit. 1. Quick declarations of love. Scammers may profess their love or strong feelings for you very early on in their relationship. Even before meeting you in person, they'll come across as desperate and a little needy. If that's your thing, then be careful. 2. Limited availability for communication. They may provide reasons why they can't meet in person such as being in the military, working abroad, or having other travel-related obstacles, like being in space. Number 3. Request for money. Now, this is an obvious one. Scammers often come up with elaborate stories to request money from their victims. They may claim to have financial emergency, medical expenses, or travel costs that they need assistance with. One woman said her scammer claimed to have bought her a present and asked her to pay for the shipping fee. And of course, the shipping fee can amount to $1,000. What did he buy her? 1,000 chickens? Number 4. Inconsistency in their stories. Pay attention to any inconsistencies or contradictions in the information they provide about themselves, their background, or their personal circumstances. If they are lying to multiple people, there's no way they can keep up with multiple scenarios. Unless, of course, they are that professional, they already have a manual ready, or multiple manuals, that is. And lastly, number five, avoidance of video calls or in-person meetings. If the person always finds excuses to avoid video calls or meeting face-to-face, Well, that's always a red flag anyway, Scammer or no Scammer. But then again, nowadays we have the filter function, right? So if a 50 year old Chinese man want to appear 20, they can do that with a push of a button. Technology is kind of scary, you know? To be honest, I feel kind of sorry for the woman. She probably held a lot of hope for the Russian Scammer. I mean, if he is truly Russian anyway. There's nothing wrong in fantasizing about love. And foreign affairs is always exciting to think about. So I hope the woman is not too heartbroken. But I'm glad that she decided to think for herself. When the Russian guy kept asking for money, she finally became suspicious and finally reported him to the police. I mean, 4.4 million yen is still a lot of money, and I would probably hang myself. Another infamous scam in Japan is called Ore Ore Sagi. Ore Ore Sagi is a Japanese term that translates to it's me scam or it's me fraud in English. It refers to a type of telephone scam that targets mainly elderly people. Most of the victims of this scam are elderly women over the age of 65. In this scam, the fraudster calls the victim and pretends to be a family member, typically a son or a grandson. Using phrases like, it's me, or ore, ore in Japanese, the scammer usually claims to be in some kind of trouble or emergency situation, such as being involved in an accident, needing medical treatment, or facing legal issues. The objective of the scammer is to exploit the victim's emotions and sense of familial duty to trick them into sending money or providing personal information. They often use tactics like pleading, creating a sense of urgency, and insisting on secrecy to prevent the victim from verifying the caller's identity. Expert ore, ore scammer may do a background research on the family beforehand and try to imitate one of the relative's voice to make themselves sound more convincing. But even if their voice sounds different, they can simply say, Ugh, sorry, I have a cold and my throat is really sore. And bam, just like that, you pass the voice check. There are a few common scenarios that Ore Ore Sagi scammers use. One scenario kind of goes like this. Help me! I lost the bag that had the company money in it. I need the money by the end of the day. Can you help me? Hmm... I'd like to help, but I don't think I can do that in such a short time. Please! If I don't have the money, my boss will fire me! I'll be in big trouble! Hmm... I I guess that's true. If the bank asks you why you need to withdraw the money, just tell them you need to pay for house repair or hospital bills. Hmm... Okay, uh, I'll have the money ready. Thank you so much. I can't meet you right away because I have to file a report to the police, but my colleague will pick up the money on my behalf. And the deed is done. The scammer gets away with her crime, and the victim is left dazed, confused, and a few million yens poorer. At the end of this episode, I will include the recording of an actual phone call between a scammer and his victim. Unfortunately, it's in Japanese and I'm not confident enough with my translation skills. So if you have any friends who speak Japanese, please ask them. Even though the scam sounds ridiculously simple, there's been a lot of victims. Most recently, an elderly woman in her 80s was robbed of 3 million yen in cash. The suspect, Yuichi Yagawa himself, was in his 50s and he wasn't working alone. He conspired with other people and each of them played a convincing role. One acted as a doctor and the other as the victim's sons, bosses, younger brothers, something I would definitely find suspicious. To persuade the woman and create a sense of urgency, they pretended to be calling her from the hospital. Telling her that her son was in critical condition and that some payment was due. I don't know where you are, I don't know what your situation is, but please prepare 1 million yen, or your son might die. We have to treat him immediately, he's vomiting blood. And of course, such a sentence would freak any mother out. Hearing your kid in such a dire situation would be a straight punch to the ovary. Since I come from a psychology background, I find it interesting that some people are more vulnerable to being scammed than others. Apparently, there are traits that may make you an easy target of scams according to a Japanese article. Interestingly, they use characters from a popular anime series called Doraemon to illustrate these traits. For those of you who are unfamiliar with Doraemon, it's basically about a robotic cat named Doraemon who travels back in time from the 22nd century to aid a young boy called Nobita. So here are the traits of easy praise, according to the research. Number 1. People who think they can't be deceived like Giant, which is one of the characters in Doraemon. Giant is always so confident in his perception, so naturally, these kind of people, they never really think about Scams. As a matter of fact, over 90% of fraud victims believe they couldn't be deceived. Trait number two. People who cannot admit their mistakes. Now, this is totally understandable. Even after they get scammed, their super inflated pride won't admit it. They will look for reasons to convince themselves that they are right. Trait number three. People like Nobita. In Doraemon, Nobita is portrayed as lazy and clumsy. He is also often bullied by Giant. So throughout the series, Nobita always relied on Doraemon's power. He always looked for the easy solutions or ways to escape his responsibility. Of course, many of us have had thoughts like Nobita. For example, oh, wouldn't it be great if I could stop the time and get more sleep? Or If I won 100 million yen in the lottery, I could finally quit my job and buy the dream house I've always wanted. You know, those thoughts. People who are weak-willed like Nobita are easy to deceive because they want someone to do the work for them. Number 4. Another one of Nobita's traits. Despite being continuously bullied by giant, Nobita can't tell him to stop. When scammers find these type of people who can't seem to say no, they take advantage of their inability to refuse. They're going to pester you over and over until you give in to their demands. Number five, people who are simply gullible. You know those late night infomercials about magical vacuum cleaners that can clean your carpet as if they're Chinese dry cleaners? Yeah, some people just believe it. Trust me, I was that kind of person. When I see something magical like that, heck yeah, take my money. As a result, I've lost quite a bit of money, both to buy the item and to get rid of the useless junk. Of course, I'm more sensible now, I'd like to think. If anything, I approach magic with extreme caution. Sorry kids, there is no such thing as magic. I mean, making your life easier type of magic. But you guys can keep believing in Santa Claus. Number six, people who love spiritual things. I'd say I find spiritual things fascinating and I definitely don't want to mess around with black magic. I'm not the kind to buy omamori or good luck charms every year, but if a series of weird misfortunes happen in a row, I'm the type who will think, you know what, maybe it's time to call a priest. I mean, what have you got to lose? Still. Extreme believers are willing to pay a hefty price for a piece of rock, if that rock was said to have healing powers. Number 7, Suneo type of people. In Doraemon, Suneo is the arrogant one. He is constantly seeking approval from other people. He is portrayed as a little vain and a sucker for compliments. If you are like Suneo, scammers will compliment you nonstop and build your confidence Way up. Once they get you addicted to their compliments, you are more likely to fall for their scams and buy a $5,000 time-traveling machine. Number 8. People who want to appear nice to everyone and I think many Japanese possess this particular trait. As a society, they care a lot about what other people think, which is both good and bad. And so, they always try their best to be nice and polite. So, to avoid being disliked by their scammer, they might give in. These are the main characteristics of people who are easy to scam. The article included other points like, people who don't have many friends, people who believe way too much in science, and lastly, people who are a little bit greedy. Greedy as in, you want to profit as much as you can from a business. Think of the signs, 50% off, limited time only. Clearance sale. Short supply. Best sellers. Today only. If any of those phrase gives you an adrenaline rush, then there is a likelihood that you might get scammed. So, that's for the victim. How about the fraudsters? What are they like? Can we tell them apart from normal people? According to statistics published by the Tokyo government, More than 80% of the people arrested for special fraud in 2022 are young people in their teens or 30s. Seriously, what's wrong with them? Unfortunately, with the advent of internet and social media, it's becoming easier to recruit fresh talents, if you can call it that. These are called yamibaito, which means dark part-time jobs. If you see an advertisement offering you 5000 yen per hour for a mysterious gig then report and block that account remember that if it sounds too good to be true then it's probably the opposite in japan the penalty for fraud is imprisonment for up to 10 years although more than half of the people convicted only received around two or three years do you think this is a fair punishment let me know what you think and have you ever been scammed before? If you have stories, feel free to share in the comments. That's all for today. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you have any questions or requests, you can message me directly. Kyo wa gozaimashita. Mata Bye bye.